welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake, broadcasting from the frozen wastes of New Jersey. Uh, as always, I'm Dan Ryan, just a man desperately seeking a spider to wash down with some ice-cold Pepsi. Uh, joined as always by my co-host... And when I remove these glasses, <laughs> sitting across the table from you is Cindy Sweeney! It's Jonathan Kwiatkowski. Wow. Who could have told? Wow. <laughs> But yeah. Oh, we had an experience this weekend. We, we did. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll be bringing that to the pod at some point. Definitely. We yeah. can touch on it today, but yeah. I figured, you know, we, we can save the details for when we have to do, like, a second examination of it. Yeah. Um, but before we get into the, the meat of today's podcast episode, mm. uh, do we have any anime life or video game news to discuss? I do, I do, I do have a, a few slight things. I suppose I will begin with anime, as mm-hmm. it is a good place to start. Uh, only anime that I have watched this week is, yet again, Delicious in Dungeon. Same for me. The latest episode, dealing with selkies and, uh, sirens and mm-hmm. singing on water and big krakens. Yes. It was a good time. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a good anime. It is. Like, it's it doesn't overstay. It's simple enough to follow. There are stakes. The characters are all charming and endearing. How they co-op together. We've got that second party going on. We've got cool monsters and a D and D setting. You know, I think everyone's yeah. watching it though. Just, so. just like a really comfy D and D setting, mm-hmm. and it is it is just great to you know. I'm just I don't know. It's just great to watch every week. It's yeah. like a just a genuinely cute little anime so mm-hmm. far uh just just so good yep i i was particularly fond of like the uh oh what's her name like marcel insisting on you know d- creating a beard wash yeah. for uh because it's resistant to magic with all yeah. the dragon's blood and monster goo caked inside that, of it so it was good it's yeah. i i don't know i just like i like the dynamic forming mm-hmm. in the party and everything i just liked when they cooked out that octopus and that that uh the oh my god squid yeah <laughs> And then, well, and then the giant parasite from yeah. the giant kraken. Uh, it's but, making the internet rounds on my Twitter, but not in the way you might think. Oh. <laughs> well, it, but yeah, it, it's just, I don't know, you're always interested to see what they're going to do with, mm-hmm. like, the D&D tropes every week, and yeah, I'm just I'm just excited for it to keep going, so. Yep. Well, and One Piece. Yeah, I, uh, haven't, I haven't watched One Piece in two weeks, maybe I'll catch up on it tomorrow. But, of course. But, uh, yeah. I, I guess, uh... In loose video game news, I've been playing Persona 3 Reload. That's mm-hmm. right, video games are back, baby, along with cinema. Um, Persona 3 Reload is classique. I did my grinding in Tartarus. Mm-hmm. I made it 22 floors, as my guide I'm using is telling me to do to 100% it on the first run-through, mm-hmm. so I don't have to go back again. I know that's uh, not really hand-in-hand with how you're supposed to play Persona, but you know how my mind works, Dan. No, I, of course. Yeah, know, I just want a single pass at it. I like it. I enjoy it. I like our main cast of characters a little bit more than I thought I did before mm-hmm. after meeting Persona 5's lovable crew. I will say I think that Persona 5 really has the confidant situation on lock, though. Mm-hmm. Um, the confidants in that game really stuck with me as opposed to this and 4, even. Um, 4 is, like, more comical. This one, I forget, like, everyone has a very serious confidant story. It's like, yeah. oh, that old couple that runs the bookshop, they're so cute, but their son died in a car crash, so... <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, well, it is a game about death, too. Okay. Like, it, it totally relates to Persona 3. It, it, everyone has someone who has died in their lives, and that's mm. kind of the mystery they're trying to solve there. So I did forget that, but Persona 5 is more like, haha, funny, thieves, steal thing. <laughs> eat big burger. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah you, you, gotta, you gotta eat the big burger. Yep. Earn the trust of this airsoft gun stork. Mm-hmm. 
in yeah, his, his it, Yakuza plot. In Persona 3, it's a corrupt police officer. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, some things never change, but it's classic. Hopefully when you finish Royal, you will come to this yeah. and play more Persona. This one's definitely shorter than, um, you know, Persona 5, because I'm already through like a month and a half after five hours of playtime. Well, yeah, that's what, that's what like, the vibe I've been getting from how yeah. you've described it and how people... Yeah. I, I'm excited to get into it, because I want to start experiencing other Personas. Uh, I mean, I, I have been playing through a little bit of Persona 4, but I'll Ooh, probably... Classic. ...get yeah. fully into that once I'm done with Royal, which mm -hmm. I am close to doing. Then I could give you Strikers, and then I could give you Persona Q, and then I could give that's you... That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting there, almost done with, with, with Royal. Uh, I, I think this was probably just an off week, because I did divert some attention to Final Fantasy XVI still. Mm -hmm. um, again, I don't know how in-depth I've gone on previous discussions with this, but I do genuinely, genuinely enjoy sixteen. Mm -hmm. It is... It, like, I feel like if you... It, it's actually one of those games where I would say your approach... You know, the glacial develops pace, the yeah. game. You know the the way that it kind of should be. Well, because... Every time a character is on screen, I have to open up the history book and read about the lore so I remember what's happening. Well, I, well, yeah, that's one component of it, but it's really like one of those things where the game could be really, really linear mm -hmm. if you just like, you know, went through it in one run and you just do the story missions and that like that's all you focus on, mm -hmm. but. With the side quests that unlock after every, like, major push forward in the story, it fills out all of the cast of goobers that are associated with, like, this underground resistance movement. And, you know, it, it kind of feels like just yesterday that I started the game. Yeah. And, and now, after doing, like, three or four subquests for each of them or whatever, you're getting the resolution to these side oh, quests. I see. And it's like, oh, like, okay, there's been character development here. There's something's been going on. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. I, I I certainly, you know, it's grown on me. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's kind of like, I, I think that maybe a sweet spot that we could hit someday would maybe be, like, the big stupid world that 15 had mixed with the story and characters of this type of game. You know, where you have, like, these branching side quests that have to, you know, that fill out the world and give you lore that you literally wouldn't otherwise get if you didn't go after them. Uh, with, like, a main linear thrust to get you through it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've just been enjoying 16. The, the DLC's out, the first DLC is out, and then the Leviathan one is coming at a later date. But yeah. Definitely enjoyed it. Well, uh, more video game news for me this week, since mm -hmm. there was no Nintendo Direct. Maybe next time. <laughs> but uh, I did mm. get some Princess Peach Showtime news with you a did. few new outfits and ensembles, including Mermaid Peach, um, Mighty Peach. Mighty Peach, yes. <laughs> there was another one in there that I'm forgetting, and uh, Dashing Thief Peach. Yes. Which is totally a Persona 5 ripoff. Um, Ice Skater Peach, sorry, was the one I forgot. Mm -hmm. but more Peach, ten Peaches in all. Millions of peaches, peaches for free. It's a lot of peaches, yeah. I'll be coming around that mountain when she comes around next month. <laughs> well, and I suppose the hubbub that was happening this week is that we were rumored to get a direct for a couple days. Wait, Xbox pulled a fast one. Because yeah. people were very stressed about the Xbox, whatever <laughs> Xbox was going to do. It said goodbye. <laughs> they were like, oh my god, is this the end of the Xbox console? Are they going to sell off all of their exclusives? 
And while not wishing for that, I was like, maybe I'll get Indiana Jones at the PlayStation. But I did not. Did uh, that happen though? No, no. Oh, it, oh. it was just kind of like you'll get it someday. We're, we're gonna we're gonna put. Uh, it was just a business meeting, and they're like, we're going to put some, you know, a handful of Xbox exclusives onto other consoles. I rush, which I I very much oh, wanted. I'll be waiting for Switch. So we're we're getting that, which is good. Uh, and a few others, so it's like, okay, we're going to experiment with putting games on other consoles, but it was not the end of the Xbox brand, <laughs> My as God. people were, you know, the entire week. The city's burning down, people yelling in the streets, my God! You know, it was it was, it was was quite a, a, a struggle, but apparently any kind of Nintendo news was delayed because of that. Yeah, and uh, tentatively because of their new reveal that's supposedly happening next month, so I yes. wouldn't be surprised if we don't get anything... Until next month, but, you know, it could be Nintendo. We could get an Indie Direct or, or yeah, something. Yeah, or a partner yeah. showcase yeah. or whatever. Because, you know, as per your many Peach reveals, mm -hmm. it seemed like there was a lot of extra advertising stuff that dropped around this week for both the Peach game, the Mario and Donkey Kong thing, and other games that are coming out. So, mm. maybe, you know, it, this is all speculation, who's to say. Yeah. But Xbox is not gone uh -huh. so. but always forgotten in this house and the, and the switch 2 might be delayed till 2025 which is fine i need to yeah. save my coffers anyway no you know, no we do. Yeah. we do um but yeah so that was video game news. Yep, that's all video games i got um aside from that uh, just some movies I have here. Well, you know what movie I want to talk about, well, so I've if you got, want to get different ones well, out of the way first. I've got two movies. I've got the one we're talking about, and yeah. then another experience that I witnessed on my couch before mm -hmm. uh, the life-altering moment we had in the theater together. Um, of course, I had to sit down and truly hear what the world is talking about. Jennifer Lopez. Yes. That's right. Jenny from the Block is back. <laughs> Everyone's favorite singer? <laughs> Actress? <laughs> Producer, director, writer, yeah. celebrity. I guess I, I like Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. I don't. I'm not super obsessed with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know where you stand on this I, issue. I'm, I'm, we don't have Gabe on this podcast. So, yeah, uh, yeah, he can't, he would be the one to give us a detailed rundown. But I'm pro Jennifer Lopez. I mean, mm -hmm. she's and she's married to Ben Affleck for the time being, and yeah. I'm pro Ben Affleck. So As yeah. I told Dan, I love the Cell and um, Made in Manhattan. And enough. Yeah. Anaconda. Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll see her one day on this podcast. But Inevitably. Yeah. Anyways, I sat down to watch her music video bio fantasy experience mm -hmm. that is This Is Me Now. Yes. And there are some choices made in this. We should have known that by the trailer when she's working in a gigantic mechanical heart factory. Her heart, yes. Yeah, and funded by petals of roses that fall. Um, she's giving us a whole Puerto Rican myth. She's dealing with all of her boyfriends and lovers and mm -hmm. uh, failed marriages mm -hmm. in relation to the star sign, which is like a council set up of these celebrities, each playing an astrological sign. At one point, she's singing to herself. At one point, she's singing in an, an AA meeting. <laughs> All right. If you, if you want a six degrees of separation thing, mm. 
I on TikTok I have seen I know the star sign council things yes. um independent of even know. knowing that they were in a JLo movie. I know. Movie. I thought it was an anime at first, but then I pieced together the clues and said who had the funds for this hour yeah. and 5 minutes event. So I'm guessing that somehow the the youths are or have latched on to Oh, it's got 100% the star tomatoes. sign council yeah. without maybe the rest of the narrative oh, in there. Oh, I think it's I, I great. Know, we but... get Neil deGrasse Tyson, we mm-hmm. get Kim Petras, we get Jennifer Lewis, Kiki Palmer's, you know, everything she's in as a gem. Mm-hmm. They truly are the best part and I, I mean, if I wasn't a Boz Lerman stan already, this would have blew my mind. Yeah. But it's clearly in reference to that kind of over-the-top musical event that Boz has provided us. You've seen it all before. I, so. I really have. There was like a, a scene set in a glass house because you know the saying, Dan. Mm-hmm. Don't throw are, stones. Don't throw stones. You never know. And I mean, the, the choreography was very good. The songs were fine. Um, I think it's selling very well for her new album, because um, mm-hmm. that does tie into this. It just feels like an elongated music video. Yes. That's worth some larfs. I didn't learn anything by the end of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think J-Lo really learned anything by the end of it. No. She just sang to her child self and then was looking for the hummingbird in the New York rain. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was like a peek into her mind palace, yeah. her, her Persona 5, you know, yeah. distortion. What, but what as I you. said, if I had the funds, this would be the passion project that I do. Of course. Along the lines, yeah. Yeah. Set to Ethel Merman's classics or something. I don't know. Well, someday. Yeah. 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 But I'm... I. If we ever need an hour to fill, I might just pop it on. Uh, <laughs> well... And that's a threat. <laughs> then you and I saw a movie. Oh, um, we did. It's all Madam Web. Oh. Starring Dakota Johnson. Her web connects us all, amen. And others. <laughs> and, uh... It was great. It, no, it was. It, <laughs> it was. was phenomenally bad. <laughs> and... I would say this is a pretty fascinating oh. Uh, movie. Oh, to be studied. Dissected it, like a spider under a microscope. <laughs> not only independently, you know, as just a work by mm-hmm. itself, but of the discourse that it's inspired. Because in the past week... The cycle, as it has gone, is, oh, this is the worst movie ever made, this is the Citizen Kane of bad movies, there's no coming back from this, this is blah 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 blah. And then all of our like-minded friends on TikTok, they put the Scooby-Doo ear down and go, hmm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, so that brought it to our yeah. attention, well, no, we already, wait, yeah, no, we no, were, let's face it, no, we, we, we had knew a blood pact, we were gonna go see it, from the first trailer we were gonna go see it, but that no doubt. made us more curious, yeah, yeah. but then other people who I would argue are kind of contrarians are yeah. like, it is a decent movie uh, <laughs> racked by a studio system that is selfish mm. and uncaring, I and mean, I'm like, okay. Both can be true. Yeah, that's that, that <laughs> those don't, like, eliminate the other one. Um, so, there is a discussion to be had yes. that Sony is, is ass. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, the only critical praise to their name kind of lies with the Spider-Verse movies, mm-hmm. which they're promising to milk for another two movies. Uh, but but as we know, even for the quality that was delivered on those films, there was a very rushed, harsh animation process. I only process. saw the first one, Dan. Spider-Verse? Oh, yeah, I only saw the first one. The animated ones? Yeah, only the first one. But didn't you see Across the Spider-Verse? Nope. With Miguel and... Nope, just the first one. Oh boy, yeah. okay, well... It's, it's the one a... with Octavia, Dr. Octavia. I, well, I could have sworn you saw nope. that second one. Um, but <laughs> no one took me. I wasn't invited. 
but I thought you saw it. Uh, My web has many. With Madame Cabrera, branches, I yeah. thought. Uh, forget it. I guess the timeline fucked up for me there, huh? But okay, so <coughs> that's what Sony has. That's what gets them the praise. Mm-hmm. That's what gets the contrarians to be like, well. If Sony didn't have this, then we wouldn't have this printer. You know, and then that's what happens. Um, but Sony is very desperate to find anything that works for it. And, uh, you know, as as I explained to you yesterday, mm-hmm. the official legal title of this ongoing universe is Spumco. Oh. The Sony Pictures universe of Marvel <laughs> characters. Uh, you know, not to be confused with the Spumco from Ren and Stimpy. Uh-huh. Uh, this Spumk is not c- canonically part of the <laughs> MCU, but Sony reserves the right to do whatever they want with Spider-Man because mm-hmm. they own 50% of, you know, of the film yeah. when Spider-Man is used in Marvel films. Mm. So, you know... Tom Holland Spider-Man can be contractually designated to show up in, you know, X number of MCU projects, but Sony has final say, and they get to do these weird villain movies. Mm -hmm. Now, years ago, and this is all something that we can go into more detail about when we inevitably both bring it to Sinister Six. I'm invested. You're telling the true true as we speak, so... Um, Famously, this was a whole thing where after, or around the time that Amazing Spider-Man 2 with uh, Andrew Garfield was being made, there was a plan to make an entire franchise of just Spider-Man. Most profitable, yeah. Well, no, of Spider-Man villains. Yeah, well, it works. You know, I think it would make money. It would make a decent chunk. And you would keep pumping out these movies until you build up to a Sinister Six. Vulture's backstory on why he's an old man. (laughs) Yeah, and you, you you would get a Sinister Six movie eventually... Um, and, and maybe that would lead up to other things when that critically went under and then Sony had that famous email leak where they were like, Mm. everyone's an idiot besides us. (laughs) We're going to get all the money we can. And then, send. (laughs) and people were like, "Mm, I'm not invested in this product anymore. Mm. And, you know, then they kind of came to the table and negotiated Tom Holland's Spider-Man finally getting to show up in the MCU, Mm. which proved to be a very beneficial situation for both sides. Um, But this is the remnant of that drive to give all of Spider-Man's rogues gallery mm-hmm. a movie, movie without yeah. ever or barely mentioning Spider-Man yeah. or doing so in the sloppiest ways possible. Uh, because if people have pointed out within this Madam Web movie, there's a lot of clumsy Spider-Man references. Oh. There's uh, like establishing shots that have been taken from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 for some reason because mm-hmm. Sony... I doesn't have the money to film new scenery. Pepsi didn't shots. pay up for that much, huh? Lots of yeah. Pepsi product oh, placement. It's extremely noticeable in this too, and like, that's it, it, to a point where it becomes a plot element. It does. Yeah. It is literally a plot element. Um, lots of bad ADR yeah. characters who just go nowhere, and just it's, actors who you can't tell if it's Dakota. Because I love Dakota from Suspiria, and I'll, yeah. I'll die on that hill. Even though she's a Nepo baby, she she vanquished Ellen for us. She did. <laughs> she did her duty. At great cost. She deserves a retirement in the country. Yeah, for that alone. <laughs> you know, just for those two services. But dang, she is not she's not trying in this one. Which I I find amusing, yeah. horrific, and respectable at the same time. And that's... Because the vibe is that 
she and others like Sidney Sweeney were yeah. deceived and the other into. Two. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, um, and the Sweenettes. <laughs> Isabel Moner and I forget the I forget the final one. Mm-hmm. Who? But she. It's it, okay. The plot does. Come the, all too. three yeah. of them are popular actresses yes. who have been in very good yes. other projects lately. But yeah. they. Well, I don't know about Sydney Sweeney. She, well, she yeah, can't yeah, really. She, I mean, profitable, but she can't. Profitable, really. but I it, worry about her team. They really do pick things for her. <laughs> but they might have been tricked into being in this. <laughs> they bamboozled them <laughs> under the guise of it being like an MCU yeah, crossover that, movie. That's fucked up. But I mean, I could see that happening. And you know, that's that's one layer of it. I've been tricked. <laughs> and again, these are all things that we can go into. More so someday when we when we have mm-hmm. to unpack the whole movie, yes. but but in terms of Dakota Johnson, the thing that stuck out to me was that it, this this had to have been a very easy shoot. Oh, she her power is get down <laughs> according and, to the internet. And there's parts where it's clearly just Dakota Johnson on like a harness, and she's like, yeah. "Whoa, I'm floating!" <laughs> she's going through the web. And like Dakota Johnson, pretend you're floating, yeah. and then she does that. She moves her arms, Great. and then that that had to hey, have been the entire it day. Good, it was a good paycheck, just not as good and lucrative as she might have thought. And, you know, so is it the worst movie ever made? No. No, we've definitely seen and experienced worse, even on this very podcast. It's just a weirdly... It's predictable, it's simple, it's paint by the numbers. We were calling out plot beats before they happened two minutes into the movie. Well, we were calling out plot beats, but to be clear, there's very little... Plot. Plot. There's very little action. They visit the Aranchas in (laughs) Peru. And it's just kind of like... You know, everything that you would see in a trailer that would make you think, oh, this is like a Spider-Man adjacent yeah. movie is all edited deceptively to make it look like it's a it's a movie. Yeah. There were two surprise weird. cameos, though. One from Girls and one from American Horror Story. Yeah. Which I don't want to spoil, but, I, you know, we were both like, what? I don't know how that <laughs> happened, but it, it was just kind of... It was a, it was a weird... It, it felt like a lazy and kind of ill-thought-out experience Mm -hmm. it's like why did we need this to happen especially when you know one spoiler that's already been ruined by twitter Mm. the characters aren't in their spider-man costumes they're they don't have powers for most visions of of what could be you know so it's like okay you wanted to make this this you know uh, team-up film of all of these spider-man adjacent characters who haven't gotten their own live action versions Mm -hmm. yet and this is this will be like a big th- you know maybe because I think when when this was originally being teased mm-hmm. it was like oh Madam Web and three you know uh, uh, Spider Women yeah. are going to protect or go back in time to protect a young baby Peter Peter Parker, Parker. Yeah. from certain doom yeah. and that is the movie but, but it's, it's not never the, spoken on yeah, yeah. it's it's it, that's not, not the like, movie it's not what they think they're doing <laughs> so it, it, it's strange. Um, it's fun. It, it's it a is good, fun. Like, it's a good little drunk watch. The to watch put on. with it's friends. Harmless. Yeah, you could talk to cat. <laughs> talk to cat. Cat's plot line isn't. He he left resolved. the set at some point yeah. and didn't come back. Yeah, uh, his contract mm-hmm. wasn't ironclad. But yeah, it was it was a weird. You know, I, I hopefully it gets more people talking about. I think it Sony. will. I think it's in the. It's definitely a bad commu- bad movie in the bad movie community. Yes, right now. So I think it'll last a little bit longer, and the meme potential is endless on this one. And Craven is still Oof. coming down the pipeline. Oh, the, the next installment of Spunk is. Well, we'll have to go see that then, don't we? Y- yeah. I didn't see the first installment. I didn't see Morbius though, which was odd. Yeah, I didn't see Morbius either. Oh well. 
I guess I we'll know, know, we know what we're doing for three episodes one season. Yeah. <laughs> we're returning to this. The Spunk universe. The Spunky, yeah. So, I guess we'll have to, but... Yeah, but, I mean, check out Madam Web if you want a fun little silly time. Mm-hmm. Support bad movies. Mm-hmm. Support bad drag. <laughs> As I always say. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Support bad podcast. Yeah. Like no. ours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Again, we'll definitely do a deeper dive into yes. it when we yes. bring it... When we both gift of the Magi bring it to Sinister Six. If that's the web we weave. Yeah, because we're connected. <laughs> there were a lot less spider puns than I would have wanted in that movie. Yeah, hardly any. <laughs> we really. did make some good jokes in the audience around us. All three of them were probably upset by us, but I didn't care. Oh, they were reacting yeah, to. Yeah, they were, they were, they were like, giving a little stupid... They were not, laughing. Not much laughter aside from us, though, which was... <laughs> Which was odd. They were just sitting there agog and aghast. Well, as we said, if we if we rolled up to that theater and there were people there who were genuinely serious about we seeing Madam Web, out of there, yeah. you know, have to whoa. come back for another showing <laughs> <laughs> next weekend. But yeah, uh, do we have a tangent? I don't. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I worked slightly on it. I would mm-hmm. request more time. By all means. Yeah. Uh, I've been looking at extinct species mm-hmm. and and such, but um, nothing solid yet. Yeah, the only uh, prompt I had to throw into the pot was perhaps a Soul Eater-inspired It's mod? just going to be literally Excalibur. Perfect. <laughs> it's going to be a crossover event that, didn't that even... Pokemon has never had before. When, when I was thinking of that, I didn't. that didn't even enter my mind, yeah. but, a, but an Excalibur mod would be perfect. It's just Excalibur. Yeah. And, like, surrounded by hone edges and shit and... You know. Okay. And then it's the true one. And then they're like, okay. what the fuck? The Hone Edges are reacting like the fairies reacting. With like, your permission, I will yeah. literally just log that yeah. as, uh, you know, the prompt that we yeah. will go with. I mean, with. Squeenix will sue, but... <laughs> oh, well. Uh, okay. So, uh, just for context around the mm. PTL project that mm. is still ongoing, um, you have provided a, a bevy of you know, prompts thus far. Mm -hmm. I would say that the vast majority of our decks, aside from, like, a handful of, uh, you know, prompts that I will give you in the near future Mm -hmm. uh, to fill out the rest of the biomes that are available. Uh, Then the next phase, uh, because not too long ago, one of the prompts you gave me was uh, the Swinub that has the revival fluid in it, mm-hmm. uh, inspired by Made in Abyss. Yes. Uh, kind of, it's in a vague spot at the end of the decks, I would say maybe even after the legendaries. Mm-hmm. Um, because since our Amazon jungle equivalent is gigantic, yeah. and it's like this humongous, quite literally like a Made in Abyss dungeon that mm-hmm. occupies that part of the map, I figure we can put any number of weird creatures like especially weird creatures in that section of the map uh and they don't even have to fit into a corresponding part of the mm-hmm. decks but there are there are still a handful of of you know stretches to figure out and then i figured you know we can go amazon and then start thinking of you know the florida battle zone resort area mm-hmm. and then the you know mega evolution part of the Caribbean mm-hmm. and such. Okay. Uh, I'm starting to try to visualize how to do that, but as I told you uh, this past week to kind of turn my brain off, I returned to Brilliant Diamond to start a save file. Um, One of the brave souls remaining. Just because uh, so far, when I've posted art from our project, uh, I've used Diamond and Pearl and Platinum as a level 
marker. Mm-hmm. So it's like the gym leaders correspond to those levels, the villain teams correspond to those levels, uh, you know, like the final times you face them in the story. So I'll, I'll keep going with that trend as we move into our final gym leader, our Elite Four, mm-hmm. and other people like that. Okay. Uh, some of whom already have signature mons accounted for, some of whom will need new ones. Um, but yeah, so that's that's been the idea going on. I've been doing that just to kind of visualize how I want to get the map going, mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, and we also have more legendaries that we need to design as well. But yes, uh, but that's, that's an update on that. Okay. So, if you wish... Mm-hmm. We'll get into today's main topic. We are finally returning, and I'm very excited to do so, to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders. Um, We we did uh, three episodes of this previously. Uh, We stopped at what I I thought was a pretty good, Mm -hmm. you know, cliffhanger point. Well, you'll have to remind me what's happening. And I I will. Of course, it's been a long time. Um, But, uh, you know... Fantastic anime, looking forward to getting back into it, Mm -hmm. and more importantly, just continuing the JoJo's franchise uh, and getting us to things like Diamond is Unbreakable and Golden Wind, uh, which I think will bring their own goofiness to the table. But for context, we are still in the first half of Stardust Crusaders. Uh, When you look at this online, it is divided into Stardust Crusaders arc, which is this entire global journey... Uh, and then the second half is all the battle in Egypt. So once the crew finally gets to Egypt, they're going to be presented with a whole host of other problems I that they're going to have to get through. You can only assume, so um, yes. You know, in, in build up to the final battle against Dio. Uh, but since this has been, uh, you know, uh, it's been a fair bit of time since we've last done JoJo's. wild, crazy adventure. We've, we've been on John's average Switch trip journey. since yeah. then. Yep. Uh, you know, so I figured I would uh, take some time to remind us about the plot. And to help me with that, the drawing board is rolling out. And uh, he's a Wheel of Fortune edition. I see. But, Where's uh, Vanna? Well, no, but that's what I was... Oh. In the in the, in the the company email, he yes. assumed, like you, that I was uh-huh. talking about the game show. Yes. So he is dressed like, you know... Uh, the the classic American television, television Wheel of Fortune yes. with all the colors and the mm-hmm. and yeah the Pat the, Sajak accompanying him yeah of course and the in the, the monetary values yep. uh, but but that is wrong drawing board uh, that is not the Wheel of Fortune that we are talking about we're gonna have words for you after this but <laughs> drawing uh, board takes me aside <laughs> but uh, you know he still is going to document for us the history of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure up until this point yes uh, so we started this saga this third saga in the JoJo's Jojo, Joestar, you know, <laughs> lineage here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jotaro Kujo, the great-great-grandson of Jonathan Joestar, uh, was first seen having locked himself in prison after manifesting strange powers. Yes. His grandfather, Joseph Joestar, arrived in Japan alongside his spiritual advisor, Mohammed Avdol. Mm-hmm. Uh, the duo clarified that Jotaro's power is actually called a stand, a gift that only awakens in people in the rarest of circumstances. Uh, For the Joestar family, their powers seem to be awakening due to the reemergence of the vampire Dio, uh, who was originally thought to have died in an explosion alongside Jonathan Joestar at sea, but had in fact survived within his airtight casket. Now exhumed from the sea. Exhumed from the sea and revealed to have taken Jonathan Joestar's body Mm -hmm. for himself. Uh, He placed his own head on it using his vampire regeneration powers. Mm. Uh, so, 
he's wielding that, and that connection to the Joestar bloodline is what's causing these powers to awaken now. Um, Jotaro's mother, Holly, uh, also manifested a stand due to Dio's curse. But this one's killing her. But it's killing her because she lacks the, you know, the awareness and the the personal, you know, power to control it. Uh, Holly will die in 50 days unless Jotaro and his friends can uh, stop Dio's curse at the source. So they will have to go find the man himself and defeat him uh, in order to save Jotaro's mother. Yes. Uh, so, Avdol deduces that Dio must be located somewhere in the Aswan region of Egypt. Uh, if you remember, there was a photo of a beetle mm-hmm. uh, in like a blurry in the blurry background of a photograph. There was a little beetle that That's is only the only place it exists on the earth. So, uh, and the Aswan region is within the vicinity of Cairo, which is a good big city for Dio to hide in. Mm-hmm. So that is their destination at this point. They will have to obviously do some more detective work when they arrive there, but that is generally where they are heading. Uh, Jotaro's stand was dubbed Star Platinum, uh, with its primary traits being immense speed and strength. And Jotaro has, over the course of these episodes, shown an ability to use Star Platinum uh, to to perform a lot of precision tasks. He can grab bullets out of the air, grab insects out of the... You know, with some practice, he can pull off some pretty amazing feats with Star Platinum. But Star Platinum's true nature is something that we still need to figure out a little bit more about Mm. as we keep going. Um, Joseph's stand is called Hermit Purple, uh, which, true to its name, only manifests as purple vines coming out of Joseph's body in lieu of the full-body corporeal form that the other stands tend to get. Uh, There is a reason for, you know, because it's the hermit. um, It hides. But within JoJo lore, someday we just might see Hermit Purple fully, but not within the context of this series. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hermit Purple has loose divination powers that it activates through electronic devices. Old cameras and such. Yeah, Joseph has to keep smashing (laughs) uh, expensive cameras (laughs) in order to have them generate pictures of, you know, psychic visions. Uh, But he can also break TVs to get them to briefly show... Uh, the locations of enemies and things like that. Uh, Avdol's stand is Magician's Red, which has the ability to create and manipulate fire. Giant a... mega chicken. Yes. Um, the group is then joined by Noriaki Kakuin, the Jonathan character, <laughs> yes. uh, who was originally brainwashed and controlled by Dio using a flesh bud. His stand is the gelatinous and versatile Hierophant Green, mm. uh, who has like his emerald spray and other attacks such as that. The final goober to join the crew is the Frenchman, Jean-Pierre Polnareff. Uh, Polnareff intends to find the man with two right hands uh, who murdered his sister and, uh, you know, uh, who at this point is assumed to be under the service of Dio, originally when when Polnareff joined. Uh, That proved to be true. Uh, His stand is the lightning-fast and extremely precise Swordsman Silver Chariot. So again, we're following a theme named after uh, you know, tarot cards, mm-hmm. and that theme will continue. Yes. Um, as the group journeys across the globe, they encounter one enemy stand user after another, all of whom are obedient to Dio, either through flesh buds or because they are pre-existing psychopaths who just happen to be loyal to Dio, uh, you know, because that's the cause they believe in now. Mm. Um so the danger presented by these stand users forces the group to rely on slower methods of transportation <laughs> instead of simply flying They'll to They'll have Egypt. to drive. 
Uh, because <laughs> after the incident with Tower of Grey in, in the air, they decide if someone attacks us on a plane, all of these casualties, all of these people are at risk, so we have to make our own way as mm -hmm. best we can. Uh, Polnareff eventually encountered his sister's murderer, Jay Jail. <laughs> oh, I remember. Um, who served Dio as the user of the stand Hanged Man. Uh, he had been teamed up with the cowboy-like Whole Horse and his stand, the Emperor, who took the form of just a gun. <laughs> uh, the group managed to defeat Jay Jail, but not before Avdol is tragically killed in battle. Didn't know what's coming. Uh, it should be noted that Dio's stand abilities remain unknown and that solving that mystery hmm. will be one of the keys to stopping him. I've read and watched the entire Twilight franchise, so I should be able to piece together this mystery. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. Um, at this point, uh, the following enemy stand users have been encountered and or defeated. Uh, the first was the old man Grey Fly uh, and mm -hmm. his stand Tower of Grey. Uh, Captain Tennille. I remember with Ooh. No, who oh, was separate? Oh, oh sorry. Uh, Captain Tennille's stand was Dark Blue Moon. I the forgot. Fish oh, that man. was the one he brought him underwater. Yes, in the yeah, he, it's coming back to me. He had the lagoon creature, yeah. uh, the orangutan forever. <laughs> here's the ooh, uh, in his stand strength, which was manifested as just a big freighter. Uh, that Forever could manipulate. Mm -hmm. Forever was also a sex pervert, yep. if we remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then there was Devo the Cursed and his stand, Ebony Devil. That was the hotel room, yep. the bloody hotel room conflict. Little ventriloquist dummy, yeah. Yes. Uh, Rubber Soul and his stand, Yellow Temperance, when he took over Kakuin. Mm -hmm. uh, originally, you know, momentarily causing the group to think Kakuin had betrayed them yeah. and remained loyal to Dio, but... That's just part of what Yellow Temperance does. Jay Jail and his stand, Hanged Man. Uh, Whole Horse and his stand, uh, The Emperor. And most recently, <laughs> Nana and her stand, The Empress, mm -hmm. who manifested as a gruesome Old body witch. horror yeah. flesh blob yeah. that controlled uh, Joseph I see. throughout the city. Um, so these are the ones that have been encountered so far. There are still a handful of... of yeah, I was going to say, we don't have many Taros left. Yeah, there are a few left out in the wild, uh, and then the, the theming will kind of change when we arrive uh, in Egypt, mm -hmm. but there are still a few tarots left out here, uh, you know, for the group to encounter. Uh, it, they're an eclectic bunch. Mm -hmm. they, they're, they are around every corner. You, you, you never know. don't know what they're up to, mm -hmm. uh, and quite crucially... They do their best to remain hidden, to not give away too much about their powers, because that could be the key to defeating them, mm -hmm. uh, and they are really keeping the Joestar gang on their toes, yes. because literally anyone could be an enemy stand user, and with this group's luck, everyone is an enemy stand user. <laughs> that, that little old lady on the street? Stand user. Uh, but key to remembering today will be Whole Horse, the cowboy that we met in the previous batch of episodes. He will be back, and he will have like a somewhat recurring part in this. Um, but yeah, we are we are moving up into the big leagues now okay. as we get to the later half of these enemy stand users out in the wild here. Uh, any initial thoughts? Like I said, uh, along with uh, most of the animes I bring you, I have no idea where this is going. Nothing mm -hmm. has been spoiled for me. So Good. I have no idea what twists and turns we may take. I hope we do some more world travel, which I assume since they're going towards a definite uh, a destination. Mm -hmm. um, I hope we see some quirky and strange powers, which is almost guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And I hope we get just some bros being dudes in their fashion sense, eating in different towns. <laughs> we almost definitely will, <laughs> I, I promise. Yay! Uh, but without further ado, mm. 
you know, uh, someone landed on that bar space on the Wheel of Fortune. Ooh. An eerie fog is rolling in. Ooh. And I fear that our podcast is about to face justice. Uh. <gasps> justice. Goodbye. <laughs> Having just watched another five episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders, resuming where we left off long ago, uh, resuming with the episode Wheel of Fortune. Any initial thoughts? What a goofy set of characters. <laughs> what a goofy little show this is, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, does I, anyone take anything seriously anymore? <laughs> I I, uh, I, th- I saw you smiling. Yeah. You were enjoying yourself. Yeah, you chuckles you were, here and you know, there. I, I think, uh, I think it's just the world is so dumb. <laughs> I think Enyo was getting you, yeah, so, yeah. you know, of, of all the characters that appeared here. I strongly related to her. <laughs> um... But no, this was, I figured this would be a good place to resume because, you know, at this point, uh, I wouldn't want to skip, you know, most of these major stand users, especially not Enya because mm-hmm. she's been such like a presence throughout this series and she'll get referenced again mm-hmm. in the future. Um, and again, as we kind of touched on when we started Stardust Crusaders, from here on out, Almost all of the villains are named after, uh, you know, music or bands or, bands or, or singers, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which cannot be carried over to the English version mm-hmm. because of, like, copyright stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Enya, who is literally just the name of an Irish singer, became Enyaba, kind of like Yubaba, trying mm-hmm. to get, like, the witch reference in there. Uh, I think... Uh, Jay Jail, who was like a reference to like the lead singer of a of a rock band, like the Jay Jail's band, I think, became Centerfold because mm-hmm. I think that was one of that band's songs. Uh, and then it, some of them are just like they get by on spelling, yeah. Like the stand or switching user, them around, yeah. yeah. It, like uh, Dan of Steel instead mm-hmm. of Steely Dan. Yeah, that's just not Dan's Twitter name. And then, uh, you know, instead of ZZ as a reference to ZZ Top, it's Mm -hmm. ZZ spelt just as two separate words. Mm. So things like that. So I'll try to stick to using their their original Japanese names uh, as best I can, unless I forget. Mm -hmm. Um, But we will start with episode 13, of course, Wheel of Fortune. Spin that wheel. Driving to Pakistan uh, in some kind of, uh, like, a more expensive rented Jeep by 80 standards. The group encounters Anne, uh, the the young girl who's been hitchhiking and kind of hitching a ride with the boys yeah. up until this point. Uh, she is once again hitchhiking her way through Pakistan because she is not ready to go home to Hong Kong back to her father yet. She, I think when, when the boys catch her, she's like, you know, oh, if someday when I'm an old maid, if I'm, you know, wandering around, 
the the desert, then people will look down on me. But now I'm just a kid. I can yeah. do whatever. I, when I get older, think of how stupid I'll look traveling the world like you idiots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so they, they reluctantly bring her along with them once again. Oh, but boy. they are insistent that once they get to the next airport that they are putting her on it. I have a feeling she's be coming right back again at some point. Yeah, who's uh, to say? Yeah. Um, so, they're continuing to drive along, but a red car, uh, you know, sidles up alongside them on this very narrow road, uh, and originally Polnareff, who is driving, takes the aggressive driver's stance, as we learned not to do. Yeah, the biggest asshole award in all these episodes Oh, you'll come to love Polnareff, so don't worry. I don't worry. know about that. Uh, like, Polnareff kind of swerves around the driver to get ahead of him, like, mm -hmm. kicks some rocks back at him. Uh, you know, and they think that that problem is solved for the time being, but, uh, you know, the red car kind of remains, uh, you know, present on the road, is, is messing with them for some reason, mm. and, uh, eventually, when the red car attempts to lap them again, mm. uh, you know, they have a brief little exchange, the, the window rolls down, there's a very buff arm hand, yeah. in the window, uh, and at that point, the red car tries to trick the group into Ooh. colliding with an oncoming <laughs> tractor trailer. Which comes out of nowhere. Uh, so it's confirmed that we don't know what this car's deal is. It could be an enemy stand user, but at the very least, it just tried to kill our main heroes and did result in the destruction and possible death of this truck driver. Mm. Uh, so they need to find this guy. To which Ponorov is just like, no, leave it there. Yeah, well, well, I I think Joe Jotaro was like, you know, oh, we didn't see anything, so yeah. we'll keep going. Deny, deny, deny. Um, so they arrive at a roadside tea stand. Again, they are <laughs> Full in Pakistan. Of nothing but buff men enjoying their tea and and, uh, and their pure sugarcane juice yeah. as well. And you know, almost out of nowhere, the red car appears parked near this tea stand. And I was beginning to piece together this puzzle, Dad. No, you yeah. no, you were, you were, you were more perceptive than they were perhaps yeah. uh but there are a number of anime-esque buff dudes in this tea stand so the group naturally assumes that one of them is the you know driver. the operator or driver of this car uh you know they beat him up <laughs> they threaten him but the car takes off without anyone in it seemingly and they realize that it has to be someone else yeah. so it's a, the chase is on so they give chase uh, but at this point, the red car manages to almost lure them <laughs> off a cliff. It couldn't have gone off the rope bridge. And the the characters never acknowledge it, but we do see in the background there are tire tracks running up the, the cliffside. Mm -hmm. So seemingly, the red car was able to, you know, go around this corner and then literally climb the wall around them so that the, the JoJo boys never saw where it went. Mm -hmm. Um... But the red car does reappear and attempts to ram them over the side of the cliff. Very Christine is what uh, I'm getting at. Yeah. Polnareff almost flakes out and ditches yeah, the car. Yeah, <laughs> not, not an asshole. He's like, oh, we have to leave. I have to leave. And they're like, but you have to hold down. The break, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they are pushed over the side of the cliff. <laughs> and that's the end of the anime. They all die. But, uh, you know... Uh, Kakuin is able to use Hierophant Green, mm -hmm. to, which has stretchy powers, yeah, to put... the car's winch. The car's winch, uh, to attach it to the bumper of the, uh, you know, the red car. And as you were questioning physics of how this exactly would work, uh, Jotaro references his love of sumo wrestling. They, you know, they got two opponents right on the edge of the ring. And Star Platinum is able to pull the winch down 
to pull the red car over the side and then flip their car, which is in a bad state at this point, <laughs> back over on top of the cliff. And I, you know, Grant's not here to explain the, zany the physics. anime physics that go on in this show. Of how it would work. Um, but clearly this car, you know, it, it, it goes over the side of the cliff. It explodes. But the group is not out of trouble yet. And we forgot to mention Joseph is constantly screaming, Oh no! Well, yeah, that's... This whole time. And you finally realize that's I, his catchphrase, pretty much. I put two together, yeah. I'm almost Say positive that a lot. they have that voice actor do that at, at cons sometimes. And he's comically, like, clutching his hands to his cheeks. So yeah. Always so scared. He's doing the Home Alone face. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, even though the car is supposed to be a smoldering wreck in the valley beneath them... Uh, the car, in fact, burrows its way. Well, they hear it talking through the radio. Yes. Yeah. Polner points out he's coming through the, the AM, FM. <laughs> uh, you know, doing a little villain monologue before bursting out of the ground, mm -hmm. uh, because this is no ordinary car. The car itself is seemingly the stand or manipulated by the stand. Yeah. And this one specifically is, of course, the Wheel of Fortune. You get it? Uh, so it can kind of manipulate the outer shell of this car to kind of have, you know, beetle-like claws, to have, like, digging implements, uh, and just a generally nasty look to it. Mm -hmm. um, but also notably, it is able to fire almost imperceptible bullets of gasoline yeah. at its opponents. And at first, the characters don't even know what they're being hit with. Yeah, not a bunch of episodes for the tryptophobic among us. No. Yeah. Lots of holes. A lot of body holes. Um... So, uh, you know, they, at this point, they are, you know, in a continual standoff with the car. Uh, they've been riddled with, you know, uh, gasoline injuries, and that was part of Wheel of Fortune's plan, uh, because as the buff arm flexes out of the side of the car, it takes uh, one of the electrical cables out of the motor, and its plan is to just immolate the group with the gasoline that it's coated them all in. Yeah. Um, but, you know... The only one that it gets to do that to is Jotaro. Uh, he burns he alive. Bursts in the flames. Yeah. The group is shocked. Oh no! Because uh, it, it looks like Jotaro has just burned to death. Um, but taking a page out of Wheel of Fortune's own book, Jotaro actually used Dig as well. Uh, <laughs> he only lost his fabulous jacket. He only lost his jacket, but he dug into the ground with Star Platinum. Uh, he comes out of the ground... And delivers a walloping to Wheel of Fortune's car exterior. Mm -hmm. uh, and as it turns out, the, uh, the the driver, the operator, who is ZZ, mm -hmm. uh, written in English as two separate words, uh, is a rather uh, oddly shaped man yeah. with very buff arms, but a rather unremarkable Waluigi body mm -hmm. other than that. Uh, so he's very much putting on a facade. And his stand was doing the same with the car, which is actually like a little, it's its a literal Mickey Mouse jalopy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, instead of a, the hot rod that it was presented as. And everyone, including Anne, is just laughing at this poor man. Yeah. Oh, you're they, ugly and your car's stupid. They uh, they chain the man yeah. to a rock with a little sign. Leaving him for dead. Definitely well, died in there. Yeah, yeah they, <laughs> they, they put up a little sign that says, I am a, I'm an aesthetic as part of my monk training, please don't bother me, even if I beg you to. Mm -hmm. So they leave him there, probably to die. Uh, not the first time that that's yeah. happened in JoJo's. Yeah, steal not the his last. car and just go on their merry way. Well, they do steal his car because he trashed their car. Um, but they, you know, they finally have, uh, you know, wheels again, and they proceed 
through Pakistan. Yeah, gotta get and on the next plane to Hong Kong. On the next plane, yes. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, at the end of the episode, our witch Enya is uh, going through it. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Why have seven of my stupid assassins failed?" <laughs> I'll <laughs> give them <laughs> giving Rita Repulsa, giving Jonathan yes. <laughs> mea culpa energy. You've been foiled again, yeah, running off pissed and saying, "If I have to do it, I have to do it myself." <laughs> yeah, you're, you're taking matters into your own hands now, which. Uh-huh. Leads directly into episode 14, Justice, part Uh, one. one. Uh, So Anne is finally definitively put on a plane home to Hong Kong. And Joseph gets an exact replica of his jacket. (laughs) Yeah, he finds like a Pakistani uh, tailor who recreates- Who makes a jacket out of 100% wool. Out of 100% wool. In this heat- (laughs) Well, it doesn't seem to bother Jotaro ever. Yeah. It doesn't seem to bother any of them. Mm. But luckily, so, you know, Jotaro's iconic look is maintained from this point on. He found a yeah. duplicate of there, had one made. Um, but he is, he does arrive in time to see Anne fly off, and she kind of wishes them luck as, like, her parting words, like, I hope you can save your mom. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's, because that's really what gets her on the plane, is Joseph is like, listen, I know that you want adventure, but we're not on vacation here. You know, my daughter, Jotaro's mom, is in danger. We need to focus on that. Yeah. And Anne is mature enough to to listen to that and get on the plane to go return home to her father. Uh, so the, the, the group continues driving on in another rented car. And, uh, you know, the, the road is getting foggy mm-hmm. in, well, I believe, what still is the mountain, like a mountainous region of Pakistan. So uh, the fog is getting too too thick to drive in, and Joseph thinks they should stop at that quaint-looking little town in the valley below. Uh, so they do pull off, but almost immediately, there are warning signs here. Jotaro is kind of looking out the window, and he sees what looks like a dog a impaled dog, yeah. on, a, on a big rock spike. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it disappears from vision into the fog but we're already unsettled by what's happening here. So they roll up into this town, and it's very weird here. Uh, Despite Joseph's best efforts to, you know, embrace the culture. Yes. Uh, Everywhere that they... Oh, yeah, it was like, you gotta walk up to somebody and say, uh, assalamu (laughs) alaikum, and then you gotta, like, clap your hands, (laughs) and... Just gonna know... The patrons are very unresponsive. And they're uh, a little odd. Some of them are covered in roaches. Yeah. Some of their boils are festering. They're covered in boils. Uh, uh, but most notably, in the center of this town, they find a dead man uh, with a gun that had seemingly just fired. So after investigating this body D&D style, they deduce, okay, this man died very suddenly. There was no blood surrounding his body. This gun was recently fired, so he must have done it, like, five minutes before we got here. And he's full of holes. He's full of holes. <laughs> his, his torso is full of holes that are not bleeding, notably. Described as looking like the cheese from a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah, Polnareff didn't know what Swiss cheese was, mm-hmm. so that, that I somehow... But I've seen Tom and Jerry, though. But I've seen Tom and Jerry. Um, so, yeah, and, and as, as best they can figure, this man was a fellow traveler who must have stumbled into this area before meeting whatever fate that he met. So the group is already on guard. Uh, you know, even when Kakuin tries to get the Boyle lady yeah. to call the cops, she's like, mm, no, nah, yeah. you can take care of that, and then just wanders off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so n- no one's responding to anything. Uh, it, it doesn't this, this town seems to just be... Considering 
how packed in it is and how large it is, instead of being full of life, it's a very dead town. Oh, yuck. Um, so, uh, the only woman who greets them is, of course, who we know to be Enya. The kindly old Enya comes up. Uh, she walks up, and quite notably, she has her, uh, her left hand... Bandaged. Bandaged, so that she doesn't give away the fact that she has two right hands, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as Polnareff would recognize from J-Jail. Uh, but she's like, oh, I burned my hand on the oven. And she's Uh, kind, offering them a chance to stay at her fabulous bed and breakfast. Yeah. And meanwhile, the entire scene, she has, like, the other one within her that's like, I hate these fuckers so much. I'm gonna get them. (laughs) Yeah. What I do to Dan every Sunday, I'm gonna get them. It's like, this hotel is quaint, a 007 movie was filmed here, and also, uh, John John Lennon. Lennon. Like, well, I lied about John Lennon, but the other thing was (laughs) true. true. And it's still, it's a nice hotel. Uh, The things these boys put up with. So they, they go into the hotel, and Enya almost, you know, has a slip-up where she, <laughs> she calls them Master Joestar. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, oh, well, I, I have good hearing for my yeah. age, and I heard you call him Joestar from over there. Yeah, uh, sign my guest book. <laughs> so sign the guest book, and you're all welcome to rooms upstairs yeah. uh, where you can, like, stay and relax. And but obviously, Ponarev has to find the shitter. He has to find the shitter. Yeah. He has not liked the shitters he has found nope. so far in the journey, which has been a recurring thing. Mm-hmm. He's been ambushed and scared by bathrooms frequently on this trip. Um, you know, so while they're doing that, uh, you know, they're they're upstairs screwing around. Whole horse arrives, <laughs> and it, you know, get this uh, whole days of our lives scene between him and Enya. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm. I, uh, you know, I, I'm so glad I was tracking the Jotaro crew up until this point, and now that, you know, we're both here together, we can take them out, yeah. uh, you know, as a duo, mm-hmm. and we'll both get credit from Lord Dio for doing this. And, and Yaba is still broken up about her, her son's death. She's asking Whole Horse, oh, you were good friends yeah. with him, he was a nice boy, right? Like, oh yeah, he was, he was my brother, he mm-hmm. was like, uh, you know, we, we fought alongside each other. And, uh, you know, I was just broken up about his passing. Yeah. And she goes, you're a liar! <laughs> <laughs> and stabs him with, with scissors. scissors. <laughs> um, and when Whole Horse is stabbed with these scissors, we see the first full flex of uh, Enya's stand power, which justice. is justice. Uh, justice itself is the fog that has enveloped this town. With the skull, very Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, true to the, the tarot card, too. Um, and when, uh, you receive an injury or have an injury in the presence of, of Enya and justice seeps into it via the fog, it will not only disintegrate your blood, but it will give Enya the ability to puppeteer you, basically. Mm -hmm. And if there are also corpses in the area, Enya can puppeteer those corpses just as she would, uh, like a full puppet. Yeah. Having this loud, raucous-ass fight downstairs, eventually she settles on, I'm gonna just let you shoot yourself in the face. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And seemingly that's what happens. Yeah, very violently. I was like, oh shit. But, uh, you know, Whole Horse is seemingly dead just as Polnareff, you know, comes downstairs to check on things. Of course, Enya pretends to fall out of a chair because she's old. Polnareff is, like, doting on her. Well, yeah, this is, yeah. We're, we're now into Justice Part oh, sorry, 2, uh, episode 15. But no, just what you said, Polnareff yeah. is, is doting around. He is seemingly just because he's a Frenchman, he's trying to be polite and, and like, 
romantic and flirtatious, so he's like, oh, you you, you do too much. You burned yourself, you're yeah. tripping, you, you you're, know, a, you're a sweet old, old lady. Yeah. Like, here, sit down, I'll give you yeah. a, a back, back rub. rub. Meanwhile, she's like, I want to kill you I'll the most, out. I'll break your balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'll rip your dick off and <laughs> yeah, shove it down your, your mouth. Throat, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, you know, the first time I watched this episode... For a second, I thought that Polnareff already knew who no. Enya was, and no. he was like... Idiot. But but no, he's yeah. he, he has no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I like how she uses justice to drag Holmes' body just slightly under the couch. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she uses justice, uh, you know, Whole Horse is under the couch, but Whole Horse is still alive, uh, and he manages to crawl out from under the couch, having seemingly dematerialized... At the Emperor's gun and bullet right as he was being shot, so he was probably still gravely injured, but maybe not all the way through. Um, and Whole Horse manages to warn Polnareff, like, this is who she is, this is her power set, do not let her wound yeah. you at and all. He notices her at the last second trying to stab him with some scissors. And she puts up a fight with those yeah. scissors, <laughs> she's like, fencing with him. Yeah. And Silver Chariot with those scissors. Well, she's enraged by the loss of her son. She is. Yeah. Uh, she's got that adrenaline strength. Uh, <laughs> but she also calls in her own allies, yeah. which are the zombies that have been, you know, populating this town. Yeah, your dumb friends won't hear you upstairs. <laughs> and Polnareff famously screams, holy shit, we've got zombies. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so Polnareff is chased into the back corridor of this hotel, leaving Whole Horse behind. Because again, Whole Horse did try to murder all of them, and then killed Avdol. Uh, so, you know, Polnareff escapes, and he ends up locking himself in yet another squat toilet. Um, and This whole clock tower scene now, with the scissors and the peeping through the keyhole. Yeah, yeah. he he thinks that he's gotten away, but Enya and her ghouls have <laughs> been just, just outside just the door. Outside. Uh, he is stabbed, <laughs> stabbed through the tongue by mm. the prehensile tongue of another zombie mm -hmm. that like goes through the keyhole uh and thus justice is able to enter his system and manipulate him by the tongue and you think enya would just get the work done but not she, in this show she wants him to suffer yeah so she uh drags polnareff by the tongue to to lick that toilet, toilet clean, clean. <laughs> we we don't see it mm. but we see you know the because yeah. it's actually i i would say after coming off of madam web this is a masterfully edited Oh, series of shots yeah, yeah. because uh, Polnareff's tongue is about to touch the bowl <laughs> and you think that Jotaro is going to come in and intervene mm -hmm. before that can happen but it cuts to Jotaro entering another room, room. Yeah, not <laughs> so, the room so Polnareff did have to lick yeah. that bowl mm -hmm. um, but you know Enya meets up with Jotaro <laughs> and she's like oh your friend's in the shitter back yeah, there I'll Don't stab worry. him in the back when he's yeah. turned around yeah I'll, I'll, so she's but she's plotting obviously yeah. to take out Jotaro oh no Jotaro's smart <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be tricky with him. <laughs> and Jotaro is like, uh, hmm, you know, lady, when I was a kid, I watched Columbo. <laughs> and this is a side note, this is a little side anime tangent. Mm. Uh, this was something I learned from Twitter recently, actually, is that uh, people in Japan love Columbo. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a popular series here, obviously. It's, it's, it's a kind of like an iconic piece of media, but especially so in Japan. They constantly mm. reference Columbo in anime and manga and this is no different Jotaro was a fan of it mm -hmm. so he's approaching things like detective work and he's like you just called me Jotaro why did you do that Enya and she's like well 
the guest book. Yes. You signed yes. your name. Yes, of course. I was like, oh, this guest book? Yes, the very same one. In which I signed my name, Kutaro Kujo. <gasps> and, uh, you know, so obviously the, the, the gig is up. Uh, you know, she is clearly the next enemy stand user mm-hmm. who has been, you know, tormenting them. And uh, she, she gets into, you know... It's, well, no, there's it's, that whole scene where, like, she almost trips and falls and stabs her eye out, and you think it's going to go a different, yeah, a different yeah. direction than it does, and he's like, oh, you're just a klutzy old woman. But you're very lucky that yeah. that didn't go through your head. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, he deduces her identity, and Polnareff and Whole Horse <laughs> drag themselves out of the other chamber to go, like, ju- like don't let her cut you, because she'll be able to manipulate your body and kill you instantly. Mm. And Oh, all- something else we missed. Oh, what? In the previous episode, we had that whole Joseph scene where he's leaping over the spikes. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like It's like in a millisecond because the, the, the mist has confused him where he's parked the car. Yeah. And, and he's he, just like, oh, no. And he's about to like, he's like, I'm going to jump into the car. Himself. And he's like, it's like, it's a wrought iron fence. It's oh not the car. God. But he manages to use Hermit Purple to yeah. Spider-Man onto some telephone yeah. poles to pull himself out. Just the unnecessary drama of it all. No, I'm sorry, I forgot no, that. Yeah. That was iconic. Um, but, you know, Polnareff and Whole Horse, <laughs> both debilitated, show up as like, Jotaro, don't let her injure you. to the room. You know, this'll happen. And Enya kind of powers up justice. She's <laughs> monologuing about, you know, how she'll get revenge and torment all of them. Um... And there's not much, seemingly, that the group can do, because you can't punch the mist, you can't stab the mist, and you can't shoot the mist, so what do you do? Uh, And eventually, a zombified baby Mm. impales Jotaro through the leg, seemingly giving Enya an opening to control and kill him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before she is able to, Jotaro threatens that she will not be able to make a scratch before... Her next breath. Her next breath. I'm gonna take a breath, right? Oh no! <laughs> and she can't. Uh, can't breathe. Because Jotaro has had Star Platinum <laughs> breathe in and suck up <laughs> the fog in the room. And uh, he he sucks the room free of fog. <laughs> Enya is obviously suffocated, uh, you know, because the condition of your stand is your own physical condition. Uh, and Enya is, uh, you know, suffocated and knocked out. Uh, so she, in her anger, in her hubris, she has been defeated. Uh, but not killed yet. No. Um, so then uh, they they uh, have stopped her doing this way. Jotaro and Joseph have tied Enya up. They are going to take her to the next location. Yeah, where Try to get some info on Dio's stand. Yeah, because if they use Hermit Purple to interrogate her, they can project her memories onto a TV to get information about Dio. Uh, but also, before they can do that, Whole Horse steals their car. Yeah. Uh, so they're going so to put have a bullet to, in that old hag's head. Like you'll you'll see just how powerful and fearsome Dio is mm. if you keep pushing this, yeah. uh, and he takes off to parts unknown, um, leading us directly into the next episode, The Lovers Part One. Mm. Uh, they the the group arrives on some sort of like horse drawn <laughs> buggy that yeah. they that they either built or stole from someone. Uh, and uh, almost immediately, I think they're now at a port town on the coast of Pakistan, 
and they like uh, you know joseph is like "Ooh, kebabs let's get some <laughs> yeah but first it gives us a full 10 minute breakdown in haggling yes that we get a full lesson in uh you know haggling at like a with a middle eastern vendor uh, and i don't know how true any of this is but mm. it was true to iraqi when he was writing this mm. uh he was like okay you gotta start at a low the, like they'll give you a high price you know like uh, open with a hearty laugh like 10,000 yen for, for five kebabs, mm-hmm. then you go down, you go so low it's embarrassing, then when they make the throat slashing gesture... You think you're gonna leave, yeah. You, you faked out leaving, mm-hmm. and then you you keep haggling till you meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, you know, so they get the kebabs, jo- Joseph is successful, but before they can enjoy their meal, uh, they see that Enya is awake. Mm. But something is wrong. She's scared. She is very, very panicked, and, you know, uh, we don't know why. She is she is pleading for her life. She is swearing that she would never betray Dio in any capacity. Uh, she, so she doesn't know why this person is here. Mm-hmm. And then the kebab vendor <laughs> takes off his disguise, and this is Dan of Steel in the English version, but mm. it's Steely Dan, the, it. the famous band. Uh and he, right from the get-go, reveals that he has the lover's stand. Mm-hmm. Um, and he directs the group to look at uh, Enya, who now has flesh-bud tentacles bursting out of her orifice, body. Yeah. Uh, painfully <laughs> killing her. Yeah. Uh, well, no, they're like she's in the throes of dying and constantly professing her service to Dio. But, yeah. But this guy doesn't care. Well, it, well, and most importantly, it's not even steely dan who's doing it it's it is dio's own will because enyo was unaware that dio had even planted a flesh blood flesh bud in her body because he assumed because she assumed that you know her loyalty was beyond question so she is pleading for her life she is saying how great dio is she would never betray dio i thought she was gonna have a good heel turn at the end but she goes no (laughs) well no because joseph goes up to her like like lady yeah like this man that you are you know slavishly devoted to is is killing you you lost your son to his cause he's killing my family can you just like tell us anything you can about him and and she's like no i'll I'll go to my grave Mm -hmm. serving him and she does she's killed by the flesh bud um so uh we we have not had the lover's power revealed yet um but uh before the group can even, like, process things, Steely Dan is confident that he's already won this conflict that's been initiated between him and the four goobers. Uh, because the lovers, my stand, is already inside yeah. you, Joseph. Oh no! <laughs> uh, and, and quite literally, the lovers is a small crab-like... Lobstrosity. Lobstrosity. Yeah. Uh, that is playing with Joseph's nerves oh inside of his head. It gave me... What is it? Kill it! Kill it! Uh, you know, and it also apparently carried a flesh bud into Joseph's brain, uh, which normally wouldn't be a big deal for Joseph because he has, like, the overdrive power. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this case, it's giving them, like, a ten-minute limit. Yeah. So in, in ten minutes, if, you know, uh, the lovers... If... if Joseph hasn't been killed via the lover's power, then the flesh bud will do the job and mm-hmm. kill him. And how the lover's works is that it is linked to Steely Dan's body, as all stands are, uh, but that ability is amplified. And he describes it as, like, the weakest of the yeah. stands, but still. It, it's the yeah. physically the weakest and smallest stand, mm-hmm. but it 
like makes up for it with its ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, if you hit or harm Steely Dan in any way, the lovers will take that pain, amplify it, and then send it through the body of the person that the lovers is currently in. So yeah, let me demonstrate you there, boy. Hit me with hit me with a broom in the leg. Sure enough, why not? Ah, oh no, Joseph. So the 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 gang cannot fight Steely Dan, and Jotaro cannot beat up Steely Dan, <laughs> or else they will risk killing Joseph. Uh, so kind of trying to think fast to come up with a plan. Kakuin, uh, Joseph, and Polnareff kind of run off in the other direction. And meanwhile, Jojo is just standing there with him, just yeah. like, eh. And, and Steely Dan is like, I don't know what they're scheming, but, you know, the Lovers has the best range of any stand that exists, so they can they can drive out of the city if they want to, and they won't be free from my power. And Jotaro is seemingly staying behind to kind of keep an eye on him. Um... So they go up to this TV shop, <laughs> Hermit Purple uses its powers to kind of give us an inside magic school bus view yeah. of uh, the inside of his brain, where the little lover's crab it's is- just messing around with them brain cells. It's playing patty yeah. cake with yeah. his, his gray matter, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like that Spongebob episode with mm-hmm. the, you know, plankton in, in, yeah. the, in the brain and shit. Um, but they, the only idea that they can think of- is to have her Hierophant Green and Silver Chariot go microscopic. Shrink. Uh, because as, you know, Kakuin points out, they are just manifestations of energy. You should be able to manipulate them and compress them however they wish. Mm. So they are going on a fantastic voyage, voyage. journey into Joseph's ear, guided by Hier- uh, Hermit Purple's vision mm-hmm. to, to stop the lovers. Um... So they, uh, you know, uh, while they're all doing this, Steely Dan is subjecting Jotaro to <laughs> a number Polish my shoe, Dan. Lick buy my a, shoe clean. Buy me a biggie bag, Dan. Be a bridge. Be a bridge, Dan. <laughs> uh, and there's nothing that Jotaro can do yeah, about it. But Jojo's keeping a tab. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping a record and this will all come back to you tenfold mm. when this is done. Because yeah. it's going to be soon. Uh, so we move into the, the lover's part two part two uh where you know joseph who is in pain uh you know in front of this tv on the sidewalk is oh attracting gosh. too much attention yeah. and everyone feels bad for him so oh, that senile old man they're throwing money and so they decide that they have to buy the tv uh, which which you pointed out is a Philix brand yeah. tv uh and bring it to a more secluded location where they can you know yeah, do a this. rooftop so they they move there uh, but inside Joseph, Hierophant Green and Silver Chariot are not able to do that much damage mm-hmm. uh, because the lovers, being very sneaky, is making duplicates out of Joseph's brain yeah, matter. Yeah, that doesn't sound healthy. Like, it Joseph doesn't. should be able to recover from this, but... Uh, They're also cutting through blood vessels and he's like, ow! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he's like... The, the cuts aren't big enough to cause any serious damage, but we need to get in there and stop this before Lovers does cause serious yeah. damage. Uh, but it's it's making disguises out of out of brain cells, <laughs> and uh, the boys are having to destroy these waves yeah, which of, one's the real one? of disguises because they can't find the real one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're, they're fighting through that. They also have to kind of cope with the fact that this flesh blood is... Oh my, I cannot say that. Flesh bud. Flesh bud yeah. is in there growing and also poses a threat. 
so I think at this point, Jotaro and Steely Dan are in a jewelry store. Look at those Lokana cards, Dan. Use your stand power to reach steal, in there and steal them steal for, me. Enchanted for me. Uh, which which gets Jotaro in trouble with the <laughs> store owners who beat the shit out <laughs> of him. Come and beat him up and expel him from their country. Yes. Uh, and, you know, Steely Dan's like, what you gonna do, yeah. you mad? Yeah, why like, you distracted them? I stole this much prettier bracelet. <laughs> and, uh, so... Very cocky Steely Dan, really... Yeah. You know, if those ten minutes were up, he would have just got his ass kicked. Anyway. He would have, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a recurring trope with mm. these Stan users. Uh, so back inside Joseph's brain, uh... <laughs> You know, in his hubris, the lovers, while he's monologuing and overwhelming the boys with, you know, uh, lots of sneak attacks and stuff, uh, he was unaware that Hierophant Green had attached its tentacles to every duplicate of the lovers within this space. Uh, And using its powers, you know, to do that, it has managed to deduce which one is the real lovers. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they are able to finally damage the lovers itself... Uh, causing Steely Dan to take, you know, a hit in real life. Yeah, his head um, explodes. <laughs> you know, so they 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 got him. Uh, at this point, the lovers is forced to escape out of Joseph's body, uh, and Joseph is able to clear the flesh flesh bud from mm-hmm. his system using his hormone overdrive oh, uh, ability. Um, but the group is still panicked. Because uh, the Lovers is on its way back to Steely Dan, and Jotaro is unaware of that. Mm-hmm. So while uh, Jotaro is is ominously looming over <laughs> Steely Dan, who is groveling for his life, yeah, a group of children, including one small girl. Oh well, no, not yet. Oh, not yet. Sorry. Because first, uh, he tries to have the Lovers enter Jotaro's ear, but Star Platinum catches it <laughs> between its fingers. Yeah. He says, "Hey." Star Platinum has excellent vision and hearing. There was no possible way your little fly stand was going to be able to get past me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he he threatens to crush it. Steely Dan grovels, (laughs) says, you know, I promise I'll disappear. I'll lick lick, lick, lick your shoe. You'll (laughs) never see me again. Uh, And Jotaro's like, all right, (laughs) let's the stand go. But Steely Dan is obviously not giving up this uh, crusade here. Uh, because he then sends the lovers into a nearby little girl, intending to take her hostage, uh, presumably just to start the chain of events over again uh, until he can kill the Jotaro gang. Mm-hmm. Um, but this ploy is unsuccessful because Hierophant Green, which has, as far as we know, unlimited stretching powers, tied a small invisible thread of itself mm-hmm. to the lovers. And is now, you know, crushing it and pulling it out of this little girl girl's ear. Mm-hmm. Thus freeing Jotaro to finally beat the ever-loving <laughs> shit out of Steely Dan. Mm-hmm. He delivers a storm of punches against him and then throws him up through a brick wall. And then in a very cool fashion, Jotaro signs the tab. <laughs> and he's like, here's your bill. Dick and just <laughs> <laughs> and the episode ends. The episode Jura, ends. Jura walks into the sunset. <laughs> but uh, you know, obviously, the group is not out of the woods yet. They no. are not at Egypt yet. They've got less brain cell than they had before. And unironically, <laughs> we're going to get to this. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, when <laughs> I don't want to, I I don't want to spoil. I so I'm not going to spoil okay. anything because there's a plot point coming up that I don't want to talk about just yet. All right, uh, it's it's 
distant future, but we'll 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 let that rest. Uh, you know, based on the implications maybe of this episode, which which upon this rewatch, I'm only thinking of now. Um, but it's possible that more damage was done to Joseph than we might have mm, realized. Interesting, maybe. Um, but yeah, so the group is still traveling. We are still in the first half of this series. They only have a, f- <laughs> you know, there's only a couple more, you know, of these stand users left until Egypt proper. Uh, so, and they're probably going to be some of the most dangerous ones. I hope, would hope so, yeah. So, uh, you know, we will be continuing mm. on my next non-special anime episode. Oh boy. Uh, but... I hope you've enjoyed it. I have. It's yeah. been interesting to see these goobers get up to their zany little adventures. Of course. I mean, I do have my favorites of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish Ponoref would just be a little bit more, a little bit less, a little bit more in different ways at the same time. No, of course. Yeah. But the others are fine. I suppose that uh, when we, uh, once we've gotten, which I think should be next time, that we get to the end of, of this first half... Uh, I'll probably have you rank your favorite enemy stands, okay. if you can think on them. Not not going to make you do the whole list, but maybe your top five. Right. So perhaps think back on that when yeah. you get the chance. Um, but yeah, love JoJo's, love showcasing it here. It's always a fun time. Yeah. Um, so, before we tease what's coming mm, next... Yeah. Is there anywhere that our audience can reach you? Uh, you can find me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok. And you can follow me on Drink and Read JK on X. And you can follow my two podcasts, Nightcaps of the Theater and Drink and Read the Podcast, especially with Dune 2 on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to return to that and see me break down the first novel. Getting rave reviews so yeah, I know. far. Nothing Looking as good as Madam Webb, though. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and you can find me on Instagram, X, and Threads as King underscore Dennis, where I have plenty more artwork to, to keep showing off. Um, so follow me if you can, because mm. I like sharing that stuff. Mm. Now, in an unprecedented move, oh boy. I'm in charge of two episodes in a row. It's a big boy's job, Dad. Because... Uh, you know, next week's episode is our 251st. <laughs> Which normally wouldn't be a special number, it's but... It's not. To anyone else, it's not. to Dan Ryan, it holds a special place in The significance heart. of number 251, mm. you know, is, is, is should be pretty obvious. <laughs> uh, you know, so we're going to take a little trip, a scenic trip, to the Johto region. Uh, we're going to go into a big forest. We're going to bake ourselves a loaf of weird cranberry bread. Mm. We're going to... To deduce a little mystery about the voice of the forest and that weird dog thing that purifies lakes. Mm. And who's that masked man over there? He's got some dark balls. <laughs> We're gonna have to figure out something to do about that. Oh boy. So we do hope you'll join us as we take another uh, leap back into the Pokemon world for... for uh, Por favor. Por favor. <laughs> for... <laughs> Pokemon Forever, a.k.a. Celebi, the voice of the forest. Oh boy. (laughs) So dry. My GS ball is tingling. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. 
Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.